Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 197. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to share overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship because this is truly a lifestyle. It's so much more than food. Be sure to come hang out with me on YouTube and on Instagram. I'm Brown Vegan on both of those platforms. So yes, I hope you're having an amazing day. I am sipping some tea, eating pineapple and strawberries, trying to get my mind like mentally ready so I can go and do my 30 minutes of walking. (laughs) Finally got back into it after not really exercising for a while. I went from exercising too much, a lot, to, you know, kind of being more normal with it, you know, like a nice consistent schedule to not doing anything at all, to getting back into the groove. (laughs) It's always like that with me. I do too much or not enough. So that has been the new thing. Well, it's not new, but kind of new as far as getting back into the groove. And I'm using walking as my motivation. I swear walking is underrated. It doesn't get enough credit, but 30 minutes a day, I feel like it's really helping me as far as clearing my mind. I'm getting a good sweat in and I'm also getting some exercise in a way that doesn't feel like I'm exercising. It's just more so of me just moving my body. And so, yeah, that's what's going on with me. And I hope, like I said, everything is good with you. I'm back with another conversation. I have Brittany on the show. You probably know her as Pineapple Vegan on Instagram. And in our conversation, we talk about how a near-death experience led her to vegan life, the ups and downs of running her and building and running her cheese brand, how she went from killing all of the plants in her house to building a greenhouse in her backyard, why she decided to produce a physical cookbook over an ebook, which I know it's a less expensive route for people to do an ebook, and why she wanted a physical copy in your hand. And we also talk about what she's looking forward to over the next several years of life and business. So this was a good conversation as always. I hope you guys enjoy it. And yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for asking. What made you want to know how I was doing? Because we just got finished talking, what, like two weeks ago? Yeah, you wasn't doing good. I hit you up and you were sick. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that fast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Like, I just slept for four days. I know that's right. I'm telling you, your body knows. It it tells you what it needs. And some people just be like, it's something wrong with me. And I know your body it's telling you what it needs. Just listen to it. I don't know. That, Brittany, that didn't feel like a good sleep, though. Oh, I'm, not that was about, like, I'm not talking about your situation. Cause that, oh, okay. That's <laughs> yeah, a totally different girl, man. That, that That's a different feeling. I can't even explain that. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. But I'm so grateful that you are doing good and like able to have this interview with me. Because I, I, I ain't going to lie. I've been worried about you. I, really? I'm I'm sorry. No, I'm good. I promise you. Yeah, yeah. I did. I I knew I would be okay, but you know, I just I, all I had the energy to do for those four days was to get up, use the restroom, drink some water, and go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, but it's all good. I'm thankful. So that's funny because that fast, I was like, wait, what happened? What was wrong with me? Because <laughs> it felt like it was so long ago. <laughs> I'm so I'm such a mom girl that like everything I don't forget that type of stuff so like girl you was in my in my prayers and everything it was 
I'm 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 a little weird. Like when I tell people that I care about them or if I like have certain people in my life, even though me and you don't even talk that much, you made such a good enough impression on me where you are in my thoughts. So I was praying for you and asking God to heal you and I'm so happy he did, girl, because he's right here kicking with us. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And I feel like that about you too. I feel like you're one of those people that what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. And I love that about you because then I know that whatever you say to me is is real. It's it's the facts. <laughs> it's not just something you're not blowing smoke. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate that. But sometimes my my honesty gets the best of me. How do you, how do you feel like what do you feel like that's the case? I, what do you mean when you say that? I don't know. I feel like I'm too I'm too honest sometimes and the world don't work that way. And Mm. I'm raising my kids the same way. So they have like situations where friends get like, I don't know, basically what you see is what you get, like you said. And I believe in you. You need to say what you mean and mean what you say. I don't want to have to guess and assume what you're say what you say, how you feel. And if it's something that I'm not going to like tough titties, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's not going to kill me. You know, you know, what's funny, though, people always tell me that I'm that I'm always described as direct. Mm-hmm. And when I hear it, I'm cringe because I'm like, oh, man, because that in my mind, just like you said, the world is not ready to receive that mm-hmm. direct means mean or no empathy in my mind. Right. And I know that's not what it means. It's just like it's the truth. It's facts. That's what it means. But when I hear it, I cringe. And so sometimes I try to work on my delivery on things because I'm like, if I'm always being described this way, there's no like, <laughs> maybe there's not enough love behind what I'm saying to people. <laughs> so that's that's interesting that you say that. I mean, people, and it's not you, because I don't get them nothing negative from you. Like it's nothing but good energy, good light. It's the the type of people who who, who hear the, I guess, who get to speak with you. Maybe they're not, like you said, ready to hear them. You know, like hear themselves in that way or have those types of conversations because everybody wants to be perfect people say things like oh you can make mistakes oh you're not perfect but in their mind they really do want to be perfect because they're always worried about what the next person is thinking when all actuality none of that shit matters nothing anybody in this world thinks about me matters except for my daddy and i swear like that that's just how I feel. Like if if you don't like me, that's okay. I'm still gonna love you because I was taught to do that, and I have nothing but love in my heart. Like mm. I I just I I don't I can't hate anybody, and I did. I'm not gonna say I've always been this way, but it took a lot of learning for me to get here. Like I lost my first husband, girl. I oh it was I've been through a lot of stuff. I didn't even know you were married before. Oh, it's a really long story. No, most people don't even know that my family's blended. They don't mm-hmm. know that my husband and myself only have one kid together. All of our other kids are from other relationships. Mm-hmm. So when I was, I don't even remember how old I was. Like I can't even really think about it right now because I really don't think about it that much. I was with my first husband and he actually died two weeks before our actual wedding. Wow. And the day after we found out we were pregnant with our second son. So that was one of the worst times in my life. I didn't think I was going to make it through that. Like I was young girl. I was like, I think I was like 20. Yeah. Cause he was 22. Same mm-hmm. age Leah was when he, when she died. 
So I was 20 and I have a one-year-old and I'm pregnant. And then the person I thought I was going to spend my life with is gone forever. And then I'm angry at him because I'm at the funeral and it's six other women there crying, crying like me. Crying like me. So not only am I pregnant and I got his kid, but he's laying here. They're all crying and I'm looking stupid to me, you know? So that was just one obstacle I had to overcome. Like, girl, I've almost died on several different occasions because my like I've had battles with my health and that's honestly what drove me into veganism like it's I, I've, I've overcome a lot so nothing anybody in this world that said and nothing that they can say to me will bother me not no, like that's why social media is so easy for me to disappear from sometimes because it's all a game it's all a, a, a like it's like a theatrical show if you will, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to separate. I mean, it's easy for me to separate from it because I love my real life way more than my social media life. Amen to that. I always feel like the way that I do, because I used to kind of feel like, well, not kind of, I did used to care about what people thought of me. Mm-hmm. And these days I'm like, do I love me? Do, do I care about how I show up? Do my children love me? Do my mama love me? My daddy love me. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I look at it because everything else is cool to be loved. But the truth of the matter is like what what really makes me feel good is do I love me? Because for a long time I didn't. Yeah. So I definitely understand as far as, far as being clear about it. I'm sorry you had to go through so much. I never even knew this about you. There's so much more, but please don't be sorry because you know what? I would not change anything. Even, mm. even... Even all my near-death experiences, the very last one that I had was after I had to have a hysterectomy. I was only 29. Wow. Because I have, I grow really big tumors in cysts, and I had one so bad that it just, it was just tearing my uterus up. So I had to have it removed. Well, I still have the problems, girl. That's a whole nother story because the doctor basically tricked me into having a hysterectomy. He was a big-ass white man, and... I was scared. I was young. I didn't know what to do. I knew I was in pain. I knew I just couldn't control what I was going through. And I trusted him. That's a whole nother situation. But while I was, after I had my hysterectomy, I'll never forget. It was April Fool's Day. I was laying on my brand new couch. It's a light gray couch. And my mom was sitting next to me. And you know how you get that feeling like you're about to pee on yourself? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was laying on the couch. I'm still in recovery, and I had that feeling. I'm about to pee on myself. Oh, I'm about to pee on my new couch. So I hurry up and jump up off the couch, and blood just starts pouring out of me. Mm. And my mom just starts screaming, and she screams for my husband, Marcus, Marcus. And I'm just standing there. So I rush to the bathroom, my guest bathroom, and I stand in the shower because it's just pouring out of me. But I don't feel any pain. I don't feel any afraidness. I just felt tired and my mom is just staring at me and they're on the phone with the ambulance. So I'm st- I was in my shower bleeding for about 15 minutes before the ambulance got there. And then I bled from all the way from my house to the emergency room, which was like another 20 minutes. And I mean, they're rushing like sirens going like, and I'm still bleeding the whole time, the whole time I bled for four hours straight before I got back into surgery. And wow. the whole time my family is like standing over me crying and worried and I'm calm. Monique, I'm so calm. Like I'm so calm and because I knew that I wasn't going nowhere. I don't know why 
I didn't hear a voice. It wasn't like this old magical moment, but it's like I had a a feeling, girl, you ain't going nowhere, chill. Just, just, just rest. So I was chilling and I'm trying to reassure them. Nobody's listening to me. They're all panicking. So I get rushed back into surgery and even the doctors was like, it's not looking good. And so my family is all out in the hallway. My brother is standing upstairs in a waiting area because he did not want to hear the doctor tell them that I was gone because it was so, it was not looking good. And so basically my brother was like, I just waited. I was just waiting upstairs to hear mama scream. Mm. That's what he was waiting for. And when I heard that, I'm like, y'all are so dramatic, you know, cause in my mind, I'm like, I ain't going nowhere. Well, right. after surgery comes, everybody comes to visit me and they're looking at my face and I'm, I'm looking like I'm barely clinging on. What saved my life was somebody else's blood. So this this is just a quick little plug. If y'all are healthy, please donate blood because you will save somebody's life. Somebody's else, somebody else's blood saved my life. Mm-hmm. I would not have been there if I hadn't had that donor blood. So basically mm-hmm. in that moment, though, my whole story, the point to my story was if I die right now, only I die All these people that I care about, all these people that care about me, they don't go with me. All these clothes, all these shoes, this car, even my kids, like these people do not go with me. This this was my life. This is my life to live. I have to live it to the best of my ability. I have to make myself happy all while still being a good person. I can still hold true to myself and care about other people and still put me first. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with doing things that make you happy. Like I saw this Reddit post about this dude and he was like, it was a big muscly biker dude. And he's basically made a confession. He was like, it's going to be funny. So if you laugh, it's okay. But he was like, I like tea parties. And he was like, I don't want people to judge me for liking tea parties because I'm big. I'm tatted. I'm bald. I'm a biker. Like, but I really like having tea parties. And the people in the comments were so positive. They were like, you better have your fucking tea party. So ain't nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I know that's right. You better get you some teacups and put some skulls on them. Like you better. And I loved that. And it's, and then there were people making fun of him too, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter because. Because the light was so bright though, because all of the positive. Yeah. And so it's like, you choose you teach people how to treat you. You choose your surroundings. You control your life and your happiness. Choose people that choose you. Be happy. Mm-hmm. Make your own choices. If people judge you, let them judge. They just jealous because they scared to, to step out and be who they are. That's all. They just scared because you doing what you want to do. Yes. Let's talk about some of the things you want to do, Brittany, and some of the things that you've done. So I feel like the first time I connected with you was when I think somebody posted Liquid Gold. Was it called Liquid Gold at that time? Yeah, it was Liquid Gold. Okay. So Liquid Gold is how I discovered you. And I think somebody shared it on stories or shared it somewhere. And I was like, oh, she's cool. I like her. She, she got a nice vibe. Let me follow her. And then I know that you were at the farmer's market selling. You were doing your thing. So Let's talk about that that experience because I feel like it's one thing, as we know, to have all of these big dreams in your mind of how you want things to do, how we want things to look. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole nother thing when it comes to execution. So let's talk about Liquid Gold as far as you deciding to make the cheeses, selling them at the farmer's market, and what life looks like with the cheese now. 
Ooh, okay, so that's you know that's a deep one. <laughs> so the liquid gold, it started. So I started at the farmers market as a vendor because I started on YouTube. People wanted to try my food, so let's go. Okay, YouTube then the market. So at the market, I had my own cheese and it was cashew based. But my one of my workers was my sister in law, my husband's sister, and she has a severe nut allergy. So she was working so hard helping us. You know, during her, you know, you know, the kids got to eat. That was like a part of it. Like they got to eat the food and stuff, but she could never have my cheese and my nachos and my, my Frito chili Mac was my, it's like my famous dish. That's my signature dish. That's the first thing I ever served. And she can never eat it because of her nut allergy. So I was like, let me, let me come up with a, a, a nut free cheese so that she can at least enjoy it. And I have other supporters that could not eat my cheese as well. And I was like, and then they can eat it too. So I'm in my kitchen and I was like, what, what am I going to use? I didn't want to use almonds because obviously it's nuts. I didn't want to use soy milk because there are a lot of people who don't do soy. And oat milk wasn't a thing yet. And so I was like, let me try coconut milk. And at first it was hard getting the, the coconut taste out. But I whipped it up. My husband was like, no, this is actually pretty, pretty damn good. Like, this is better than your regular cheese. What the hell did you just do? And I tasted it and I was like, oh, snap, this is fire shit. And then I kept making it and I brought it to the market and then they loved it. And people were like, I love your new cheese. And then I love how it's nut free. And there were people who weren't vegan, but their kids had like dairy intolerances. Mm-hmm. And so they would like stop and they would literally look forward to having my cheese. So I had to start having jars of it. And then after a while, I was like, I need to start mass producing, you know, producing this and trying to get it out. But I never really got to that level because it kind of fizzled out just as quickly as it started. The cheese still gets requested often, but the battle of shutting down was so many different factors, so many steps, like from craft coming after my name, Liquid Gold, because one of my supporters, she told me that. She looked it up. She was like, did you know that Liquid Gold is trademarked by by Kraft? And I was like, no, it's not. When we looked, it wasn't trademarked by anybody. And when we went back and looked at the trademark, they trademarked it two weeks after I came out with my cheese. Mm. So I guess they got hip to it. They probably started seeing the name floating around. And then, you know, with cheese being attached to it, and they probably just got hip to it. But afterwards, I actually tried to reach out to them. I don't know if it was afterwards or before. It might have been before because I don't see me doing it afterwards. And I actually wanted to see if they wanted to partner with me because craft, like it's easy distribution, but nobody ever responded. But I guess they decided to take that stuff and run. And so after that, we decided to go with Liquid Dior, which was just French for gold. We wanted to keep the same name because there were people that were still familiar with Liquid Gold and they still called it that. And so we done got all these boxes ordered. I'm talking about we spent $10,000 on boxes, custom boxes. I was the only one doing that. Like, and that, that made me feel so good for people to see like our branding and stuff that me and my husband did in our dining room. Like to, for people to respond the way that they did. Like I had, I got so much love so much support. And it just made me feel so bad that I had to shut down the way I did. But after I'd order all that stuff, new labels and started even shipping out the jars, the, you know, I released liquid Dior before I even got my boxes because the boxes were delayed for six months. So when we finally got the boxes, girl, 
we had to shut down. So my boxes went from the shipping container, my storage unit to the curb. Mm. I had to stop using them. I I like only got to use maybe a hundred of them, $10,000 worth of boxes. And then not to mention the labels, like the rebrand, the new name trademark. Like I, I didn't get the trademark, but the new name, like all that stuff just for us to get a letter from Christian Dior with the cease and desist threatening to sue me if I didn't change the name because I was using the name Dior for clout. And I'm like, you guys sell jewelry and perfume. I'm selling vegan cheese. Surely people do not think that I'm associated with you. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't fight it because, you know, those companies, that's how they stay rich. They hope they hope the little people like me fight back because all they're going to do is take my little money and run. That's Trump change to them. That's their lawyer's grocery money. Right? Yeah. They're hoping that I fight back. And so I'm not going to lie. I gave in. And at that moment, a big TV show actually invited me on to present my cheese to investors. And I turned it down. Why did you turn it down, Brittany? Self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. Everything that I had. Oh, I'm about to cry. Everything that I had got taken away. But I don't believe that anymore about you. Like, that's not that we're not going to move like that anymore. And it's so when it feels so big. Yeah, it feels bigger than you. Then you're like, I don't know if I can do stuff. I, it's real. That's a real feeling. Yeah, but I don't believe that about you. Like you, it's time for you to like step fully into this. Yeah. It's time you're ready. You are so ready. I really do feel ready. I really do. I think it's just like, and I always talk about living free and being fearless, and I really do believe that. But it's like it's so easy for me to be that person for somebody else. But it's mm. so difficult for me to show up for me. And that's why I'm so big on being honest and being true to myself and telling myself what I want and making sure that the people in my life know what I want and that I know what they want and that we're just being intentional because life is so short. I don't want to waste no more of my time being scared. Mm. You're not going to, girl. That's it. That's done. That is done. <laughs> Seriously. When everyone's on the same page, Getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I know that feeling is like, it's crushing. That feeling of like, you're thinking about opportunities and just thinking about life. And you're like, why did I just do it? Yeah. But now, but you know what? The, here's the beauty though. Now that you know that that's what you want, right? You want to be able to just truly live the life that you deserve. Yes. When it happens... It's going to be so amazing. It's going to be like bittersweet. It's going to be more humbling to you. It's going to be, it's going to feel better. You're going to give even more than you, more than you were before. It's going to be, it's going to just be 
joy. Yeah. It's going to be like just joy, you know? So you don't, you got to let it go. You got to let it go so that you can fully step into what you deserve. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And the, and for those who are listening, when you hear me cry, don't ever feel sorry or sad because I, I enjoy crying, honestly, because afterwards I just feel so much like, whew, like I got that. Got that out. Right, 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 right. It's a release, truly a release. Girl, I cry a lot. And I don't know if it's because I'm a cancer or what, but I cry a lot. Girl, you know it's because you're a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We, I'm so sensitive and I cry a lot, but I am me. Yeah. I mean, and people yeah. will never guess that about me. I'm, 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 I'm pretty mean when it comes to like the people I love and care about. Like, I don't, don't fool with my family. Don't fool with my livelihood. Don't fool with my peace. But like what you were saying, like it is my time. I'm, 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 I'm ready to take what's mine and not in a and not in a bitchy way at all. It's almost like a I put in my time. I've helped other people. I've lifted other people up, and I've been left behind. And I we discussed this before. And I'm not gonna get like. I guess shady about it. Cause it's not a shady situation. When I say this, everything that I've gone through has been for a reason. And it's taught me a lot about myself and how I allow people to treat me. But mm-hmm. it is frustrating when you have conversations with other influencers or you think they're your friend and stuff like that. And then you see your ideas on their page. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that's a different type of hurt right there. And mm-hmm. I've fallen for that shit. Like a lot of times. Like literal ideas, Monique, it's so crazy. And so like, even with that, that also hindered me and made me not want to go on the show too. Cause I'm like, shit, I'm just going to get on here and they're going to tell me no. And then that's just going to be it. And I'm going to be embarrassed. Like that was the whole, my whole mindset of not going. And then I basically had to tell myself when I went through my whole healing journey, Brittany, you really just self-sabotaged off of what ifs. You really just messed up this whole opportunity that God presented in front of you because of what other people might think and other people might do, Mm -hmm. other people might feel like this is your life. You have a family that believes in you. That's, that's, you know, been backing you, been grinding for you too. Like, and I had to like tell myself like, girl, really? So like I've been in back in contact with them. So there's, I can't really say too much about it right now, but Mm -hmm. I'm not giving up. Oh, I love this. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. How is the garden? Because I'm telling you, you went from like having this little idea, I feel like, <laughs> with this, <laughs> a couple a couple of plants to take it over your entire backyard. Girl, and my husband is like, first he was all for it. And he's like, um, are we going to have any grass? But <laughs> yeah, so I've never had a green thumb. I was the girl that killed houseplants like I couldn't keep oregano alive to save my life and that's one of the easiest things to grow hell it's hard to keep it not from spreading and one day it was last September I think it was actually September 14th or September 16th I don't know why I can remember the day that well but I have a horrible memory when it comes to stuff like that but I was sitting with my husband I was like babe I want to get some vegetables and he was like what I was like I want to I want to grow some vegetables he was like you're gonna kill them and I was like, don't you do that. I was like, I want to try. And he was like, well, okay. And at that point, I was still like going through my transition from like not not serving food anymore and not making my cheese anymore. And I was just idle and I was not in a happy space. Like 
I felt like I had made the wrong decision because I was used to, I went from being busy and successful to bored and broke. And mm-hmm. so it, and it happened fast. I had all that debt. Cause you know, like when I stopped, when I stopped with the cheese, like I had all that debt, like we had bought all that stuff and it just was trash and I didn't make no profit to pay it back. So it was just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And so I was in a really dark place and I was not happy. I was being mean to like my family and I was like taking my frustrations out on the wrong people. And so I was like, I need something for me. And he took me to the nursery and I got like a few plants. Like I got some peppers, like a lemon tree. Like I got the basics, cabbage, and they were all really tiny. So I had to come home and repot them. And I nurtured them throughout that whole like end of fall, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. In the fall. And I was so upset that I got into it so late, but luckily Texas stays hot so long. So girl, I was still gardening up until November <laughs> in my, in, like on my back patio. And then right at the end of November, when it started getting cold, we were like, I, I was like, I need a greenhouse, babe. Like my stuff is going to die. I have too many plants and I don't want to bring them in the house. And girl, that's before I turn my house into a damn nursery because I got plants <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. I'm regrowing stuff. And so that, that greenhouse was a test of our love. I'm telling you, because that shit was so hard. It was so like frustrating, but we knew we had to get it done because it was going to start raining like within the next couple of days, the season was changing fast at that point. So it took us like 12 hours to get it built. It was my husband, myself, and two of our teenage sons. And we got a bill in 12 hours and it was hard, but it was so rewarding. It ended up being beautiful. I moved them in, took care of them all winter. The only thing that survived was my tomatoes because bugs kept eating my squash and my greens. I don't know how they kept getting in there and I didn't know how to keep them away. So my tomatoes were successful. Monique, the day I was getting ready to pick all my tomatoes, I had about 90 tomatoes. It was either 90 or 103. I was going to pick them. And my son, on warmer days, I would open the greenhouse so that the tomatoes could breathe. But on we had like warm days and frost days. And so on a frost day, my son went out into the greenhouse and opened the vent for my tomatoes to breathe. But he didn't know that he wasn't supposed to open it that day because it was going to be a frost day. And I came home from a bike ride. And I got my basket. I got my pruners. I was so ready to prune my tomatoes that I had been growing for so long. I had like nine plants in one city. Um, it's like the big raised bed gardener that you could put on your balcony. And I went out there and they were dead. Mm. All of them. They died within an hour and a half's time. I had put in what at that point, maybe three months of time, dedication, fertilization, pruning, bonding, broken branches, like, you know, broken stems. And I came back and they were all dead. Mm. And I, I picked them, you know, because you, at that point I had to, and they take time to ripen. So I just sat them on the counter. Something told me not to throw them away. But I cried about him. I was so upset. And I wasn't mad at my son because he was just trying to help. But I did, Mm -hmm. like, didn't want to talk about it. But I just kept him on the counter. And I noticed that they started to turn red. And as time got on, they got brighter and brighter, brighter. And then something told me to research a little more. They were perfectly fine. 
the only thing that died was the actual stems, the actual foliage. But I was already getting ready to pick the tomatoes and tomatoes ripen better on the counter. And I didn't know none of these things. Needless to say, I got to enjoy all of those tomatoes. I got to give some away to family members and they were some of the best tomatoes I've ever had. And at that point, I decided that no matter what happened in life or in my garden, I wasn't going to give up and I was going to keep growing and growing as much as I could. And when my husband told me I could take that backyard, he should never said that because that's my backyard. <laughs> that's my backyard. <laughs> it is. It is. That is. It is beautiful. I, that's such a beautiful lesson, too. That is such a beautiful lesson. Oh, my goodness. I was devastated, oh my goodness. but it ended up being such a good gift. And I love the fact that you're interested in that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm so shocked at so many people at the fact that everybody's so interested in gardening and in my garden and like there are people who say they look forward to my post about it. And I'm like, really? Yes, <laughs> like, I did. Yes. That makes me feel so good. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's peaceful. Yep, it is. Hopefully it is. I have a bigger one. I want, I want a homestead. I want a farm. I want people to be able to come up to my property and purchase like a, you, you know, you pay like an entry fee, like families can come and they get a basket and they, pick their groceries for the week mm-hmm. fresh every week right. you know I feel like and with love and with love and with love yes and I would I would love to have like situations where children can come and and you know learn how to how to farm and grow food and I don't know I just want like a just I just want to just live I don't want to have to worry about appearances and my social media posts and updating it I don't I don't know girl I'm just over I'm ready to disappear (laughs) are you well you can't listen you can't you have too many things coming up you can't disappear completely but you can definitely just post and kind of only interact with the people who leave you comments kind of thing I think so you can kind of post and bounce kind of thing you can do that yes exactly that's exactly where I'm at with it I want it to be I don't I want to post with intention and so I still want to be able to be my funny self or like post my concerts, my lip singing concerts. Like. <laughs> those are always fun. <laughs> Girl, I did not know people like those either because I be doing that at home by myself. And my husband was like, you should post those because those are cute. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the book. I know that, of course, you love to cook. Did you always love to cook or did that something that came because you are a vegan? I always love to cook. Okay. Always. I used to cook with my granny like, I'm I'm a I'm a granny's baby and, and it, like and then my mom can cook too. So everything every time they were cooking, I was always in the kitchen trying to help, trying to taste, looking what do you, what you using. And at at certain points, like I knew what to do. So like at eight years old, my grandmother passed away when I was eight, and before she got sick, I literally remember being in her kitchen, eight years old, going into the fridge, grabbing the milk, the butter helping her make cream of wheat. Like I remember patting the sausage together, like, and even though I wasn't vegan, those are memories that I'll I'll cherish forever. Cause also you got to understand that was back way before food was how it is now too. Like food was just different back then. And I was country. So a lot of my stuff was fresh, like from actual farms and my grandmother, like I remember hulling peas with her. Like I remember all that stuff. So food has always been a big part of my love language. I have such good memories when it comes to cooking. So when I'm in the kitchen 
and I'm cooking, I don't typically use recipes. I typically have my music going or I have like my gardening YouTube going because I'm such a little dork. And <laughs> I get in my zone and I just I just create some some bomb dishes. And here lately, my I ain't gonna lie, I've been sla- I've been snapping, girl. It's a good thing. So what was the process of writing your book? Because a lot of times because we know that the publishing world is a you know, coming up with your own book and making it hardcover and everything is a lot of work. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of creators go with the ebook route. So as far as doing the hardcover book, like a physical book, mm-hmm. what made you decide to go in that direction? I wanted something that people could feel. I'm a very visual and physical person. And I don't know if I'm even still considered to be young because people still can, like refer to me as young. But I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a good balance. I don't even I don't even believe in young and old, honestly. But it's like I wanted something I could touch and feel. I don't really like being on my phone when it comes to cooking or like having to scroll when it comes to recipes and stuff like that. Like I didn't I didn't think I would want to do that. So I wanted people to be able to actually go to my book, underline something, mark a page. You know, like take your pictures, send to their friend. Like I wanted something that they could continue to share and continue to pass on. And girl, you want to borrow this book? I don't know. It's just something very nostalgic about having the actual physical copy to me. And I wanted my supporters to have something from me that they can touch and feel. Like I ship these books out from my house. Like I'm looking at a stack of them right now. I touch each of them books. Like they mine. Like they my babies. And I, I'm not going to lie. Y'all might laugh. But every one that goes out, like I, I like silently thank each of y'all. Like if a person named Deborah Martin bought the book, like I put it in there and I'm like, you going home to be with Deborah? You can make her <laughs> happy, girl. Like I do that to each of my books. I'm so crazy. <laughs> no, it's not. I love it. And then I put it in there and I'll be like, bye, mama, love you. And I say, thank you, Deborah. And I'll put it in the box. Like, girl, I, it's a process for me because everything that I have, I'm beyond grateful for. Like, I might not be where I want to be, but I know I'm going to get there. Like, I know I'm going to get there because God wouldn't have brought me this far for nothing. And it's going to be beautiful when you get there, too. It's going to be so beautiful. Yeah. What are some of your favorite recipes from the book? So my no pork chops is like one of my family's top favorite recipes. Somebody actually just asked me about it last night. They were making it and they were asking me about one of the steps in the book. And that's one of my like top favorite recipes. But I have to say, I think my breakfast scramble and my meatloaf are my top favorites. Mm-hmm. My meatloaf so tell is the most uh-huh, difficult. It's the most difficult one to make, but it's so rewarding. Yeah. Okay. So I know you're going to give them a discount for it too. So where can they order the book? And yeah, just let them know. Yeah. So you guys are going to get a 10% discount. <laughs> <laughs> And it's going to be there forever. So no matter when you hear this, you are going to get that discount because I love you, girl and boy. (laughs) And whoever you are, I love you. And I want you to buy the book and I want you to create amazing recipes for you and your family or just anybody that you know. But you can definitely get the book at www.findapplevegan.com or you can go to www.veganfooddiaries.com or findapplevegan.foodiaries.com. We took all them names. I know that's right. Look, you don't want to have any issue. No confusion <laughs> at all. <laughs> right, right, right. I feel like there's so much that you are looking forward to, even things that you might not be able to share here. But what are some of the things that maybe are not necessarily tangible that you're looking forward to? So 
I know that, of course, we want to bring the cheese back. There's so many other things that you want to do. But anything you want to share as far as what you're looking forward to? Because I feel like, oh, man, over the next couple of years, it's going to be it's going to be magic for you. So you have chills right now. OK, so. I'm looking forward to continued growth. I don't know. My life is so mayhem. There's no method to my madness. Like I want to do so many things. So I'm all over the place right now. But I know that everything that I want will come into fruition because it's slowly happening now. So hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully my cheese is packaged the way I want it. And it is, I don't think I want it in stores. I actually want to see my cheese in football arena, arenas, baseball arenas. Like, I want to see it in stadiums. I want to see it in school cafeterias. I want to see it in restaurants. Like, I don't want... Like, there's plenty of, of options in grocery stores, but I'm, I'm thinking deeper than that. Like, I want my kids to be able to go to school and have nachos with their friends. I want them to be able to have a mom cheese. And I want other children who maybe not even be vegan, but they can't have cheese. I want them to have that option. I want them to be able to still have a very delicious queso. Because my cheese is more like a chile con queso. It's literally like chili cheese in a jar. You don't really even need meat with it. Like, it's very good. I've had people eat it cold, hot. So I definitely wanted to have that in a broader spectrum. And I also want to have my farm being successful. I want my clothing line to pop off because your girl got a clothing line. I just Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I have a clothing line. Mm-hmm. I never talked about it, but it's it's that's that's some stuff that's coming. I have a jewelry line. You are working. Girl. And I have a flower line. Mm. So, and I have a few other things going, but those ones I can't discuss right now. But just know that if if you have been rocking with me this entire time, and even, even if you're new, I'm telling you, I'm sending nothing but good energy your way because I can feel your good energy. And just keep it coming because I mean what I say. When I get to a spot where I can make the change that I want to make, Monique, I'm all, all I'm going to say is y'all ain't seen or heard nothing yet because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in here. I love, I love, like Monique say, the, the, the other Monique, I love us for real. And I want to make a difference. And I'm going to change the way our youth look at each other. I'm going to change the way people look at food. I'm going to change the way people look at their health. At, I'm, I'm going to change the way people love each other. That's my goal. I want to change the way people love each other. Yes. I love this so, so much. I look forward to seeing everything. I know you probably will be continuing to like bounce, post and bounce on social media, but all of the greatness we'll be able to see on your page. I, so I'm, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really enjoy talking with you, girl. We, we, we have a good vibe. We do. We do. Thank you so, so much. And then when I come down your way, hopefully we can go to lunch. We can do something. That would be really good. Hopefully one of these, look, hopefully one of these days I'll be like at a vegan veg fest or something and we can hang out down there. I need to start back going to them. Girl, I got so paranoid and I didn't want to, you know, like, but I'm going to start back going. But yeah, we're going to have to make that happen. If you come here, I would love to show you my garden because it's so yes. Thank you so much, Brittany, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank y'all for listening. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.